stapled to Captain America's car. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to house party protocol. Power up suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today, featuring his sultry sounds and sweet, sweet tones, it's the one and only Nate from the Gamers Guild. What's <laughs> happening, my guy? Uh, not much. I don't know about sweet tones, but I, I am here to provide whatever commentary I can. Listen, suits, don't let him fool you. He does not have a face for radio. He's got a voice. And a face made for film. Check him out on the Gamers Guild. Boom, plugged. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the compliment and, and all the other bits and pieces there, I guess. That's right. That's right. Just look, I'm going to be gonna be real with you right quick, Nate, okay? With your new mic and your deep, deep, deep voice of awesomeness, you've got to make like a sleep tape thing. Like you've got to do it. You just, I mean, like, I don't know, someone out there. Will want that, I believe it. D- define define a sleep tape. Are are you just wanting me to like just? Well, okay. Your rule book. <laughs> yes, that'd be amazing. Just Nate reading the rule book. You're welcome. Or just uh, rules look forms for it next posts. Christmas. It'll, <laughs> it'll be out there. Five set CD or something. I don't know. If a five setter. Wow, just nine ninety nine. Yeah, five easy payments <laughs> exactly. of a dollar ninety nine. We'll get you there. Oh, it's gonna get somebody somewhere. Believe me. All right. <laughs> oh man. So Nate, first episode of twenty twenty two. I almost said one, but oh, you almost it's did it. Twenty twenty two, and this is your first house party protocol episode of the year. If you're listening, we call everybody suits because. We're an Iron Man reference, so yeah, that's right. That's why we power up to suits before we get going. So if you're new here, welcome. I hope you like our kind of offbeat brand of MCP love here. It's fun, entertainment, and also informative. It's infotainment, as I like to say. And Nate from the Gamers Guild here is uh, a good friend and joins me regularly. So again, welcome if you're new here, and if you're not new here, well, you're probably wondering, what are we talking about today? And I'm going to get to that. But first, I have to say a shout out to everyone that has hit that play button once, twice, a hundred times. I don't, you know, however many times you've hit it. If you haven't even hit it yet, but somehow you're hearing this, thank you to the person that did hit it from me to you through them. You're welcome. Okay. So anyways... Nate, I've hit 100,000 downloads on this podcast, and like, thank you so much to just everyone. I'm just blown away by that number. Like, Dude, I've, I've got just like a giant grin over here. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> this is amazing. Like, I hit it yesterday. I hit 100,000 downloads yesterday, and I just like, what? This is so crazy. 
And I just, yeah, to, to all the suits, past, present, future, thank you all so much. And I'm ready to ring in 2022 and, and see if we can't keep this train running and see if we can't hit 100,000 more just this year. Which, you know, that, that we'll see. <laughs> but uh, It's ambitious, but I like it. Exactly. So anyways, Nate, we had a little bit of an info drop today. We got the panel to play and official spoiler for X-23. Now, I don't want to go too much into her because I'm going to save a review of that character for when her sister comes out, Gabrielle, or Honey Badger, as some of you might know her. So real quick, though, I'm excited. She looks cool and fun. What's your hot take? Hot take, uh, really nice looking three threat character who's going to be able to put out some uh, significant damage from the looks of it. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for it as well. And with that, today, Nate, we are going to have a discussion. We're going to start the new year off with a discussion about roster building, but we're going to kind of do it in a little bit of a different way. We are going to specifically focus on the three-box format, if you will, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Nate, how would you describe that kind of a of thing? So the three-box format is a, a really cool one with the idea of it being very welcoming to beginning players, but also kind of a fun challenge to uh, veteran players. And the whole idea is you have access to all of the character cards, tactic cards, and crisis cards that come in the core box, as well as three expansions of your choice. So this eliminates tons and tons and tons of your options for tactics cards and the crisis cards even, uh, but it's a very obviously beginner-friendly format because everybody, the, the playing field is leveled. It doesn't matter if you have like 50 boxes in your collection or five because you're still able to build that three-box team that you need. Exactly, yeah. It's a format that I really like for a, one, like you said, the challenge aspect as a veteran player, I really enjoy it because I can't tell you how many times as I've been working on my roster being like, dang it, I wish I had X card or crap, I wish I could do Y, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things that as a veteran player, it's, it's a fun thing. And locally, shout out to Rylan or Rob, but uh, most people out there know him as Rylan. Shout out to him. We did a three-box core thing league here locally. And I say we, I wasn't able to participate, but I was, you know, adjacent, if you will. Cheering them on from the sidelines. Exactly. But uh, basically it started out with core and three boxes, and each week of the league you get to add a box to your roster. So it had like a nice little slow grow to it. It was a lot of fun. Everybody seemed to really enjoy it. And yeah, I, I shout out to him for coming up with that. And it's one of those things that uh, I think is really great for community building aspects. Like if you're brand new to this game and you're wanting to get someone excited for it, but then they look at it and they see this massive shelf full of MCP boxes and they just don't know where to start. You know, I'm not going to tell you what to buy. I'll tell you first and foremost, whatever character you love, if there's a character you love, your favorite character is Gamora, well then buy that box, you know? If your favorite character is the Winter Soldier, 
buy that box. You know, that's that's where I would start. Don't worry about what is meta or, or anything like that because one, this game, if you're coming at it from a competitive perspective and you want something competitive to play, there's not really a truly hard-defined meta, but at the same time, there are things that are popular, all right? But if you're just coming to this game and it's your first time and you're just looking to roll some dice and have some fun, whatever character you want to play, whatever seems fun, th- then grab that. You know what I mean? All the cards are out there online. You can find them. I use the Cerebro app to look at all the cards and build my list and everything. There's also a symbol out there. Shout out to Mark for making that. It's a great great tool and he does a, a lot of hard work on that and you know I just I, I gotta say this three box format is a really great entry point for a lot of people but it can also be slightly daunting Nate wouldn't you agree absolutely it's uh because we've got well over 50 expansions at this point which means like there's a hundred characters to pick from Whoosh. Uh, so it definitely has the aspect of being daunting, but really as soon as you kind of find that first box of like, cool, I want to play with the spider friends or the spider foes or fill in the blank. What kind of wants you have the idea of like, man, I'm a huge venom fan. Then it, your idea of what you're going to try to build around uh, is a lot easier. Exactly. So let's take a look at my roster for your upcoming event and we'll start there and then we can talk about kind of building and where to kind of get started with everything as we go through this and uh, nate do you want to go ahead and plug your event yeah absolutely so uh if you were listening to this and have the ambition of wanting to come to nashville on january 15th uh, i am hosting a three box challenge event day where there'll be four rounds of fun three-box league play. I guess it's not really a league, though. But with the added twist of one of the things I think uh, the the format does miss is variety of crisis cards and variety of threat values. Absolutely. Uh, And so uh, that is a, a problem I have set out to fix with what is essentially its own organized play kit style thing. Uh, and we're going to be giving that a go. Uh, so it'll come with some additional uh, twists and stuff for those who are participating. And then after it's done and after I see how it's gone, I guess, uh, might also be able to be made available to the public. Sweet. I can't wait. I'm excited. And I'm going to bring up this this sweet little thing that you've made as we discuss this because threat values is a really interesting discussion here. So let's start off like I said, talking about what I'm bringing. So my roster is Convocation-themed. So I've got the core set plus three boxes. Those three boxes are Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, and Clea, Doctor Voodoo and Hood, and Baron Mordo, and Ancient One. So that's the three extra boxes I am bringing along with my core set. And this is an interesting one for me, Nate, as a player to bring in convocation so i've played a a good bit of convocation recently played into them uh, against a friend lately who's been trying them out and i'm really enjoying them i think they're a very fun affiliation they're very challenging i would say Mm -hmm. is probably the right word but i really enjoy that aspect of them so when i set out to do this three box challenge i said i want to play convocation period 
and that's that's my thing. And with that, it was pretty easy. It's the newest boxes as of this recording <laughs> that yep. have come out. So just go pick those up from the store. No problem. There you go. And it's pretty easy because they come in three boxes. And there you go. Right? Yep. So I really like that. And also one of the things that I really liked was the fact that I get a crisis with them as well. Because the intrusions crisis, I believe it is, is 19 threat. It's a secure crisis. And it's pretty slow scoring, which I think is what the convocation wants to do. At least as I play them, I guess. Mm -hmm. So what do you think of, of just going with convocation as a starter? And I have a question for you as like, I was going to leave something out, but if I did that, it wouldn't have made sense. But what do you think of, of that as your starter convocation set? Uh, if you are a new player to the game, convocation is not the the team to start with three box league or otherwise in my opinion just because it's got a, a much steeper learning curve than others it, it doesn't play by the normal rules so to speak but Absolutely. at the same time if you're into the mystic dudes and everything else go for it it may take you a little bit longer to get your feet under you uh but you can definitely do it shoot i've been playing this game for how long now and i still don't have my feet under me with this freaking team but i love it <laughs> they're 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 so much fun they have so many cool tactic cards and shenanigans and uh other things that they can get set up to do and execute really well on uh but it, it definitely takes a little bit of uh practice and other things i i myself i had i'm intimidated to try them frankly <laughs> yeah they're, they're pretty crazy so Nate, I was seriously considering leaving out the new Strange and Clea box and bringing in old Strange and Wong, but somebody brought it to my attention, and I knew this but when I suggested it, but it was still had to be brought to my attention. Well, if you do that, then you don't get the Convocation leadership card. Yep. That, and I, I was looking at it, and I was like, man, like normal, normal Strange and Wong would be really cool, too. Absolutely. Like, man, I would love that, but I don't see who to drop like i don't really mordo and ancient one would be the ones to drop really mm -hmm. but i like them i uh I don't, mordo has disappointed me somewhat yeah M mordo's cool i i think he's better with either like thanos or steve's avengers he he doesn't necessarily fit the same game plan that the rest of what convocation is kind of up to. Exactly, and and he's just interesting. You know what I mean? Because all this other stuff he does is like his attacks are range four. And the interesting thing about convocation is like keeping the characters within kind of range of one another is interesting and tough. And like you've got ancient one as a character who's kind of a super solo, right? Like can go and do all this stuff on her own and is really strong on her own and, and has some really good attacks, has pretty decent defense. And then you've got like Strange Supreme, who is just murder machine incarnate um, mm -hmm. <laughs> when when it comes down to it. And then you've got Mordo, who's like, well, I'm going to give you some conditions, but wait, I'm not really going to give you any conditions because they require wilds. And then I'm going to give you your buddies conditions if they're near you, but wait, I'm not really going to give those conditions out because I, you know, I've got to get those conditions on you first from somebody else. Yeah, and I, I guess... Sorcerer Supreme kind of does that with Poison, but I don't think that's even one. Is that one of the ones that Mordo even cares about? 
Yeah, he can give out poison, I think. Okay. I'd have to go look at his card again. But either way, it's just an interesting, like, odd little bit of synergy. But when Mordo starts pumping Strange Supreme's attacks or Ancient One's attacks, well, then he's really useful because mm-hmm. their attacks are super good. But let me finish telling you the rest of my characters real quick, and, and we'll dive into this. So, Strange Supreme, Dr. Voodoo, Ancient One, Clea, Hood, Mordo. Those are my three box challenge characters. Now then, core set. I've added in Baron Zemo, Black Widow, Iron Man, and Ultron. So, what do you think of those picks? Uh, I think they are all super smart picks given one of the tactic cards. Even the first tactic card that you have listed uh, <laughs> and what it does and how it synergizes with the uh, those mystic defenses you've got over there. Yeah, so the tactics card that Nate is referring to comes with the convocation at Doctor Strange and Clea. It is the Ironbound Books of Shumagorath. It is a convocation card. It is an active card. So active, anytime you see that on a card, it can be played during your turn. And if it has an affiliation at the top, like this one does, then you have to be running that affiliation in order to use this card. So a convocation character may spend two power during the power phase. This round, when an enemy targets an allied character with a physical attack, you may choose to change the attack's type to mystic. When an allied character is KO'd after this effect is resolved, you may return this card to your available team tactics cards. This card may be played again this game. Again, weird stuff that Convocation does that no one else gets to do, really. So Nate, why is this card so good? Uh, it's really good because everybody that is affiliated with the Convocation has a minimum of four Mystic Defense, if not higher. Except for Wong. Uh, yeah, I guess Wong, technically. But <laughs> he, he can get there if he's close enough to a Doctor Strange. Exactly. Not a Doctor Strange. The Doctor Strange. The Doctor no Strange. Sorcerer Supreme. It has to be very specific. Anyways, so yes, everyone that's affiliated there, except for Wong, has that minimum of a four so if you run into a physical attack heavy team well now those physical attacks at the moment that i am targeted count for mystic so i can use my mystic defense strange supreme as an example i then turn on my mystic armor of strange which is pretty cool it lets me count wild wilds twice which i really like so Mm -hmm. it, it really makes my team a lot more defensive. And then once people start keeling over, because believe me, they will, then I get it back. So, yay. Yeah. yeah. Any tactic card that lets you play it more than once over the course of the game is uh, really nice. Right. And those four characters that I mentioned adding in, Baron Zemo has a four mystic defense. Black Widow has a four mystic defense. Iron Man has a three mystic defense. But Ultron, he's got a four as well. And and counts Wilds as double. Exactly. I was going to say, all will be metal when he's attack, defending against a mystic attack. He gets to count Wild twice. It's wonderful. So, yeah, I, I expect during this that you will see some Ultron played for me. Just because, one, new Ultron is cool Ultron. And two, he's a fully painted model that I have. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways nate when 
looking generally now, like, so that's the reason, one of the big reasons why I've built my convocation three box list like I have is because of the Ironbound books, the synergies there with some of the core box characters. But let's look generally, though, at what's happening when you're building a three-box challenge roster, and you have to factor in the core set because you're not going to be able to build a complete roster of 10 characters outside of using the core set, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're trying to build something, you've got to think about those characters. And, you know, there are some general universally good characters that come in the in the core set, right? Baron Zemo is one of them. It, anyone that has run Baron Zemo in the history of Marvel Crisis Protocol has probably never been disappointed unless you activated him first, ran him up to the middle, and he immediately died. It's the only time you're probably disappointed. Yep. But that been, it happens. You've been there? Been there. Yeah, we've all been there. So... Nate, when you're looking at building a three-box thing, like what kind of factors do you take in from the core set versus just the general, like, okay, hey, I'm going to play X-Men. Well, you know, there's not a lot of overlap with the core set. However, I already say to you, well, I kind of want to play Cabal, or I want to play bad guys. Like, let's say I come to you and I say, I want to play bad guys. What, What kind of factors do you consider from the core set there? Yeah, absolutely. You you look at the, the characters that are already in affiliation for you. So with uh, if you say bad guys, you're kind of like, okay, cool. Well, we can kind of take this like criminal syndicate, and you've already got crossbones lined up as a, a helpful uh, component of that team. Uh, you could go spider foes and already have Doc Ock and have the uh, well-laid plans tactic card online once you have Green Goblin which is an absolutely disgusting tactic card once it uh, actually gets played. Uh, and so you're, you're looking for characters that are already in affiliation or jive really well with that affiliation. Uh, so an example might be if you're playing Brotherhood, you're kind of like, okay, cool. Uh, what characters in the core set have throws that I can utilize? Then you maybe look at Captain Marvel or Ultron, both of who got some uh, nice little buffs. Mm-hmm. And, and I like what you said there, Nate, is like saying, all right, I want to play Brotherhood. So what does Brotherhood do well? Well, Brotherhood wants characters that can throw things to get all that power, that juicy, juicy power. And I like what you said. It's like looking at characters from the core set that have that overlap. I think that that's one of the things where when I was looking at my roster, like I said, this convocation roster, it was one who has nice mystic defenses that Ironbound Books is going to play well with, and two... Who is going to synergize with what my characters want to do in general? And that is, for the most part, do a lot of killing. And so, Zemo's really good, gets the re-rolls, believe me, those re-rolls, super good with Zemo. You have to be within two of them, but trust me, it's okay. <laughs> Just don't yep. set up sweet beams, right, Nate? Don't, don't set up beams, although probably less beams to worry about in a, in a three-box but True. yeah, having a having a combo of like Hood and Zemo next to each other, give, feeding uh, rapid fire rerolls is always a good feeling. Always a good feeling. So, I really like what you did there, though, Nate, with talking about kind of finding those synergies, and that's one of the things that this format can kind of bring to the forefront is you as a new player or as a veteran player finding some synergies that you might not have thought were there to begin with. 
And one of the additional ones that I've kind of picked up on, and it would be hard for me to probably get both of these characters out of affiliation on the table at the same time, but by George, I'm going to try. And that is Hood and Ultron. Ultron is immune to bleed. Hood's healing ability puts a bleed on characters, so Ultron's never going to die. I'm just saying. I was supposed to say, is Ultron even a character that needs healing, though? It's relevant. It's relevant, Nate. And, uh, I mean, look, he's a tank. He's my I'm tank. Not, not trying to, like, kill your dreams or anything, man, but... No, you clearly are, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, another thing you have to factor in, Nate, I think, when working with a three box, is the tactics cards that come in the core set. And you also have to factor in the tactics cards that you're going to be able to bring with you. So, for mm-hmm. instance... I, I I want to come back to my list, but my list is kind of unique in that, you know, everything that Convocation wants, they already have in their three boxes. So there's not really any kind of like, let me make a spicy pick of such and such a characters just to get this tactics card. For instance, Gamora and Nebula. What comes in that pack, Nate? Medpack. Exactly. So Medpack is a card, spend two power to heal three damage. It is one of the few healing cards in the game so as part of a three box challenge you might ask yourself if you're playing avengers well i've got an entire roster of avengers in the core set basically maybe Mm -hmm. one of my extra boxes is gamora and nebula and now i've got access to medpack yep just uh you you get some uh, some more aggression pieces you get access to a great healing card. You do get patch up, but med pack being able to uh, play on a character can, basically it's the only tactic card that's generic that can let somebody heal themselves, which is the uh, the big deal, I think. Exactly. Yeah, patch up in the core set has its limitations. It's still a great card, and I'm actually not bringing it in my ten. But I think that that's one of the things you have to think about when you're building a three box challenge roster is not only the characters but also the tactics cards that you're going to get with those characters. And earlier you mentioned Well-Laid Plans that comes in the Green Goblin box. Mm -hmm. That is a great card if you're going to plan on playing Spider-Foes and using Doc Ock and Green Goblin. But what other cards kind of stand out like as outliers for you that come in a box that you might not necessarily want to play if you're playing, let's say, Avengers? I'm playing Avengers. Uh, let's see. Could always uh, you kind of always want to be able to, to lean on some of the stronger cards out there. So picking up uh, Black Bolt and Medusa, mm-hmm. who can both make adequate use of Steve's leadership, but also come with the very potent bitter rivals. Now restricted bitter rivals. Yeah, now restricted bit arrivals, which just indicates, yeah, it's that good. Yeah, that's a really good suggestion there. And I find that that kind of thing is really where getting into this three box challenge thing can really open things up for you is, okay, well, now I'm going to bring these two characters that I didn't intend on bringing just so I have access to these tactics cards. And Medusa and Black Bolt are really good examples of this. You probably won't be too disappointed to have on the battlefield. And if I was going to build an Avengers three box challenge, well, you know, I'm going to have my core set, which is full of great Avengers. And then I'm going to have probably the new Captain America and War Machine. So 
Captain Sam and War Machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vision and Winter Soldier, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, probably. You take that box before you take Sam. Well, it says you. Yeah, it says me. Okay. So, <laughs> and, and then, but with that third one, there's no, like, outstanding Avengers character that I feel like I just must have. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think uh, and granted, even even Sam and War Machine to uh, an extent are not necessarily must takes because uh, Winter Soldier gets to count as an Avenger because he's got the Rogue Agent Vision. Uh, just yes, he he's basically stapled to Captain America's card. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Oh, just so much synergy. Um, the synergy. But, so there, there's a lot of flexibility when you pick. Uh, characters that have affiliations that are either already existing in the core set, so like Cabal, Avengers, uh, or have a, a decent bit of overlap. But there are several other leaders in the game or in other just really affiliations. Uh, it's not going to be as easy to take that flex pick always. Right. So, again, coming back to my list here, Convocation is one where I felt like I really wanted MedPack. Like that's it's a card that I really wanted access to. But there was no pack from the convocation set that I felt really was worth it to drop out because Voodoo, you want to talk about someone that's stapled to a list. Voodoo is stapled on this list all the time. <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, he's in everything because he's amazing. And when you're looking at building a roster for a three-box challenge event or just trying to build a roster in general, finding those little bits of synergy that you might not already have right off the top are interesting and opening up to the other boxes that are out there that have a a tactics card that you might want would be a a way to kind of maybe discover some of that stuff, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So now, Nate... This is probably the most um, interesting discussion that we're going to have here, just because it's a a weird one. So you mentioned at the beginning of the show about crisis diversity, if you will, Mm -hmm. and how in the core set, every crisis in the core set is 17 threat. And that was a really wise choice, I think, by Atomic Mass Games to kind of make things as easy as possible on new players. And when you're doing a three-box challenge event, if you don't pick a box of your three that has a crisis in it, well, then you're limited to just those crises. And those crises are Infinity Formula Goes Missing, Riots Spark Over Extremist 3.0, and Deadly Meteors Mutate Civilians, which is still one of my favorite crises. And then you've also got the Scrolls Infiltrate World Leadership, Struggle for the Cube Continues, and Spider-Infected Invade Manhattan. So for me, because I picked Convocation, I have access to Intrusions Open across the city as seals collapse. It's 19 threat, which is what I want more than anything because I have a Strange Supreme that costs 5. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of 4 threat characters. So mm-hmm. I want as high a threat value as possible. But when you're building a roster for a three box challenge event you have to take into account of what your best 17 is your best 17 threat because that's what you're most likely to play it's not guaranteed 
but it's what you're most likely to play. So Nate, would you say that trying to figure out what you're going to play at 17 before you arrive at the event is a wise choice? Uh, depends on the event. For my event, it's not going to matter quite as much. But in general, if you were playing a, a traditional three-box league without uh, some additional things getting thrown into the mix, absolutely. You're going to see 17 threat 90% of the time, if not more. Uh, and so you want to be able to make sure you have a team that you feel pretty confident in at 17. Uh, and because you know the crisis pool maybe even have a couple of different 17s lined up. So it's like, cool. Well, if I know we're going wide for extremists in that diamond shape secure, uh, you want to be able to have a certain kind of setup as opposed to deadly meteors where you maybe want a couple extra characters that have better energy defenses so that they can flip those points easier. Mm -hmm. That's a, a really wise bit of advice there, Nate. Being able to have that flexibility even within that 17 is really, really useful, I think. And why is it not going to matter for your event, Nate? Because you have special threats. I, I got I got special threats. I've got, uh, in, in the little uh, kit that I've thrown together, there are uh, three additional secures, three additional extracts, uh, each of them having a threat value that is not 17, uh, just so that there can uh, be some variety in the games. I love it. I love it. So... Let me ask you, Nate, as an event organizer, would you say that it is incumbent upon you to tell people in advance, hey, this will not be just your straight 90% of the time play 17 threat thing? No, because I want it to be a, a slight surprise. I, I think I, I have let it be known that there is a twist, but I don't want to give, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sharing exactly what is uh, right. about to happen. Okay. I think that's fair, and I'm excited for it because I don't know what it is, and so I'm, I'm here for it. I'm very, very, very here for it. But it is something to be aware of. If uh, you're out there and you're going to an event, and if someone says it's a three-box event with a twist, well, you know, there's obviously something to be surprised about, and don't be surprised if it is a threat value change. However, if you just say that you're going to a straight three-box challenge event, well, 17's on the menu. At some point. Yep, and, and still having a good 17 uh, because the at most it only opens up three more crises of each type. So 17 it is still going to be a very popular number. Yeah, true. That's true. So, Nate, we've kind of done a little bit of what how-tos, what-ifs, you know, kind of things here with this discussion. And it's one that I really like and i feel like that we've given a lot of good information but it's been kind of high level information you know what i mean like you know kind of do's and don'ts that are pretty basic so i think something that might be fun why don't we build a three box roster right here right now uh i am i'm all for it what what you got what, what are you thinking okay so nate i want you to build an a force three box roster all right. I made it hard right off the bat. I know. I know. You, you did. And, and the reason why, and maybe the, the one slight asterisk problem three box has are there are those few characters that have only one character in the box and makes them a little bit harder to uh, sustain, but let's dive in. So um, 
I'm excited. I'm excited too. Before you dive too deep, I did want to give a shout out here. It says Merzane asked a question on our Discord. So if you are out there and you're interested, uh, where can I find this House Party Protocol Discord? Well, uh, it's on our Patreon. It's a dollar a month. Support the show. If you're interested in something like that, it's really appreciated. I'm humbled constantly by the fact that patrons exist for this podcast. So, anyways, if you want to support that, that gets you access to our Discord. It's super chill over there. And uh, Merzane says, do you see a problem with one character box entries for a three-box challenge format? And I want to address this. This is why... I said A-Force, Nate. I definitely had a little ulterior motive, and I'm sorry. But <laughs> do you see a problem with that for this format? Ultimately, I will say no. Okay. Uh, I think the, the – what, what are the one-box characters out there? So you've got – There's She-Hulk, She-Hulk, Venom, Green Goblin, Kingpin. Kingpin. And then the big bads, Thanos, Stormammu. Mm-hmm. Are there any others that I'm like Hulk, Modok, I guess. Uh, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel, Hulkbuster. Mm-hmm. All right, so there there are more than I guess initially came to mind. There's more than a few, but there's also I think what you're about they're, to get. They're not. Uh, it is still more common to see two. Exactly. Uh, and it, it's annoying for the. The characters like Venom, who I think would see a lot more play in this kind of format if he had something else that was uh, thrown into the mix. But alas, I guess. Uh, but the, for the the ones you need it, like Kingpin and his leadership, She-Hulk and leadership, I think those characters, like oddly, I'm kind of okay with it. Because it's an important box, you're getting some affiliated tactic cards usually with it. Uh, so you're still getting a lot of value out of that box for what you're getting from it. Uh, we're supposed to maybe like Hulk or Modoc or Ghost Rider think, or Ghost Rider. Yep. That's another one. Uh, most of them at least come with a crisis card, which is nice. Uh, but there, there's definitely some, uh, it, it takes away some of the additional options that you can bring, which is a downside. But at the same time, a lot of these one box characters are really good. Exactly. That I think that's where I was going to go with it is that, is it problematic for the format that you're losing out on that additional option as a character? Sure. Like if you're playing something like guardians of the galaxy, you know, and, and you want to put Hulk in your guardians of the galaxy, like, okay. Oh, star Lord. He's a single box. Oh, there you go. So (laughs) if you want to put Hulk in your guardians of the galaxy, and then you also have a single box star Lord, it can be problematic. Like, I get that. But at the same time, Hulk is really strong, especially new Star-Lord is pretty freaking great. So you're not really missing out on too much. Guardians of the Galaxy is probably the one that I would say hurts the most because it's, I mean, maybe. I could be wrong. You kind of wish Star-Lord you'd come with Drax or something, right? Exactly. But because there's so much that can be added to Guardians, right? So you've got the Rocket and Groot, which you absolutely want. You've got Gamora and Nebula, which you absolutely want. And then you've got Drax and Ronan and Angela and Enchantress. And, you know, there's a lot of options there. So, you know, there's 
it's kind of an interesting discussion to have, but I think that the single box characters, they're all really powerful for the most part and provide you with an affiliation and with tools to make your team start to function right. Yeah. And I think and a the character... other thing to keep in mind, I think that's worth noting is sometimes when you're picking a box that comes with two characters, one of those characters doesn't always even necessarily make the roster. Exactly. That's exactly it. So, so. yeah, I, I think it's, it's a really good question. And look, you know, if you're rolling up to a three box event playing criminal syndicate, I mean, you've got a pretty powerful situation on your hands, I think. Yeah. So absolutely. All right. So uh, I'm going to bring she Hulk because really strong leadership, really strong leader. Uh, and we've already got uh, a couple of characters affiliated right out of the core box with captain Marvel and black widow. So I've got three characters nailed down right off the bat. Love it. I love that synergy that, that they get right away. Uh, and, and here's where things get a little bit tricky because A-Force has the, the the blessing for somebody who collects like all the boxes, uh, but also a bit of a curse if for this in that a lot of their characters are just kind of spread out amongst other places. So it's like, oh, yeah, like Crystal, she she's a great A-Force include, but she comes with Lockjaw, who's not like this automatic include or something. Oh, Domino, really good. Cable... And maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not the best fit when you already have a, a six threat leader. Mm-hmm. But this goes uh, to your point. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up Domino as an example here because I think it's a really good point about how you maybe don't even necessarily want to take the extra character that comes in that box because the one character that you're going to be using a lot is that powerful. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, continue. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, uh, I think so. From here. Oh man, uh, I think I I go ahead and bring Okoye and Shuri. Uh, and okay. what's crazy is both of these ladies were nerfed recently. They're both still really good. Uh, Shuri doesn't need to be able to push everybody in the world to still be an awesome support and control piece. And Okoye took a, a hit on what she's able to accomplish, but she can still be a great bodyguard. And in A-Force, she still has easy access to gain power to make sure she can bodyguard. So them both coming in the box, the only option as a double-affiliated box as well, I'll go ahead and grab them. Okay, so that's two out of your three. And are there any tactics cards that come with them that you think are relevant? Uh, They come with Advanced R&D, which uh, recently also, man, that entire box got hurt. Yeah, did not did. realize this. <laughs> um, but still can be powerful, especially if uh, we have somebody who builds up a bunch of power. Shuri, looking at you. Uh, be able to just distribute that amongst the team is not a bad look. It's not necessarily a, a tactic card that you want to go chasing for uh, since it got a little bit of a nerf, but can still be very powerful and meaningful. Absolutely. All right, so now I've got five affiliated characters and across a variety of threat levels. I think another affiliated three would be good at least, and then we can uh, we can start looking at some flex options. Okay, now here's the question. Do you think that, like I said earlier, someone like Domino, who you're going to have to just take the hit with Cable, 
or are you looking somewhere else? Uh, I'm I'm looking at Domino. Uh, <laughs> Black Widow Agent of Shield would be really cool, but then I'm kind of double stacked on Black Widow, and that's not something I feel like you want to do uh, if you can avoid it. With, I feel uh, that. with what they're able to provide. Um, all right, I'm going to do it this way. It's not Storm's box. It's maybe Valkyrie's box. Valkyrie and Domino both come with a five threat, though, which, again, not necessarily helpful. Same thing for you and Medusa. Uh, Wasp? Ooh. So why is Wasp Ooh. interesting? I know why you're thinking about Wasp. Why is Wasp and Ant-Man interesting here? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the affiliated tactic cards uh, that is kind of key to A-Force is special delivery. It is the affiliated version of a band card named Drop Off, which will let one flying character who is a force affiliated uh, move. And if that character starts their move within range two of She Hulk, they basically get to bring She Hulk with them and then drop She Hulk off within range one of them. And then She Hulk gets to make a free attack. Very spicy. Very spicy, very good, and Wasp and or Crystal having a long move to be able to drop her off turn one and just get She-Hulk to the middle of the board has a lot of appeal. It does. Well, So one you haven't said yet that I'm wondering why is it has one of your favorite characters in it, and that's Angela and Enchantress. Yeah. It's just so much threat. Yeah, it is. You you had a very successful A-Force game against me with Angela. I'm pretty sure she made it all the way across the board, just angelic assassinating people left and right. Yep, it, it was it was a good game. It was incredible. <laughs> a- a- Angela was MVP that game. Not only did she like get She-Hulk to the, to the herb and then ended up on the back where the herb was to score that objective for the final... <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, Angela. Angela's a beast. She's um, amazing. And she flies and all that. Uh, and Enchantress does really well with the affiliation because she likes having those bodyguards around because of chicory and stuff. Uh, so that that very well may end up being where I go for my third box. But I think second box, I want to make sure I have a uh, an, another easy three threat to throw in there. Can... Well, so so your 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 first and second box are She Hulk and Shuri and Okoye. Yep. So I'm I'm with you on both of those, obviously, with A-Force. And then you've got the affiliated two characters from the core set. So this suits is what we were talking about. When you're trying to come up with these synergies and these fun little things, like, you know, Wasp is one of those characters that, correct me if I'm wrong, Nate, people tend to forget about a little bit and maybe sleep on a little bit, in my humble opinion. And... It's a character that when you're doing a format like this kind of really makes things interesting, I think. Yeah. Her her and Ant-Man both, I think, are slept on a little bit too hard. Uh, like, heck, even you can run them in Sam Spam and do really well with them. They're both very great chasers. They're extremely mobile. Uh, and Ant-Man packs a surprising punch as a three threat. Uh, Wasp does it to a little bit of a lesser extent, but she's a lot more mobile than he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this format, just having, uh, and specifically, I feel like a force is kind of a more attrition based list anyway. Yeah. 
It, it's it's kind of a, in my opinion, A-Force seems to be attrition slash grind, right? Mm-hmm. Like, can can you outgrind me? I don't think you can. Right? Yep. Yeah. They, they want to get in a fight and... Three, unless uh, there there are some teams that are definitely a little bit more controlly and stuff that just want to avoid the fight that a force is not gonna have fun with, and then Ant Man and Wasp kind of have the mobility to chase down those characters that are a little bit more dodgy. Yeah. <sighs> what about Gamora and Nebula? What what would what would make you consider? Because Nebula's got that long move Gamora has the long move and now updated Gamora is a little bit tankier has the stealth uh has no. med pack uh nebula I've, I've already got two two threats hmm. I don't really feel like I need a third don't want to go super wide uh because a force I think wants to have priority so that she hulk can get off that first attack when it comes time for it yeah Ooh, you know what? Let's go spicy. Third box is going to be Winter Soldier and Vision. You, you, you need, you just, you have a problem, Nate. You need, there's a number I'm going to have you call when this episode's over because you need to get off the stuff that is Vision and Winter Soldier. I'm huffing it, man. It's too good. <laughs> clearly, clearly. All right. So, so with that in mind, I want to be able to have a three threat flyer. Um, well, that's your third box. Oh crap! It is. Yeah, that's what like that's what I was saying. Uh, so you've got your yeah, She-Hulk. Yeah. You've got Shuri and Okoye. And and if you're on the stuff, I mean, you can be on the stuff. At least might, Vision flies. I might, I might end up on the stuff, and we'll be yeah, but Vision can't drop her off. Oh crap! That's right. <laughs> so that basically locks me into Captain ten Marvel. threat Captain Marvel She-Hulk every game. But I've got two two threats, a three threat. I've got two in affiliation threes because of the rogue agent. I'm sitting here listening to you talk yourself into Vision and Winter Soldier when you know it's not the right play. <laughs> all right. Why? All right. If you don't change that out, what made you go there? Uh, so I was thinking affiliated threes, and I've got the, the rogue agent thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it gets to count. Uh, Vision is a great include, basically does what Enchantress does uh, in that he can be relatively tanky, brings a beam, has a nice throw on him. Uh, But this is where uh, we we were talking about tactic cards and stuff. Uh, It's kind of a pick for the tactic card, and I want to be able to have field dressing in this list. Ah, see, okay, so that's the real thing right there is you're picking a box for a tactics card more so than the characters. You're just trying to talk yourself into the characters. Yeah. Well, winter soldier is actually a, a absolute beast anyway. Uh, I don't know how much updated gameplay you've got to do with him, but he, uh, he's been rocking some boards recently. Uh, so I've played with him updated winter soldier quite a bit and he still has his issues. Uh, he, he does. He's still a little bit dust dependent, but man, uh, I, I've had him uh, just shred. It's, it's either one of those where it's like, man, either he's on for a turn and he's like, oh, Jean Grey, who's that? Dead. Uh, or it's a, oh, Jean Grey? Yeah, I, I can't kill her for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, you know how my dice go. It's it's typically like, oh, oh, thanks for shooting me, metal arm guy. I, I yeah. didn't, that, did, is that a tickle? Thanks. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, oh man, this this changes everything. Do I want? Do I want? No, I think I think Shuri Okoye is still the the right call there. All right, I'm I'm locking it in. You're Those locking it in. I'm I'm a crazy man. You are a crazy man because I thought for a second there we were about to, to spread the good word that is Wasp and Ant Man. I, if I had a fourth box, I absolutely would. <laughs> Says everybody that does a three box challenge. Yep. <laughs> you know that's right. <laughs> All right. So, what is it, Nate? So, what have we got here? So, we've got She Hulk, Shuri and Okoye, Winter Soldier, and Vision. And when you hear that last one, you're probably thinking, well, why Winter Soldier and Vision? Mainly, it's because Field Dressing, one of the best tax cards in the game, comes in that box. Also, a restricted card. So that but one allows also you to really basically good with She-Hulk. Oh, it's it's great with She-Hulk. So why is it so good with She-Hulk, Nate? Uh, because She-Hulk, like Hulk, doesn't have a injured side, uh, and so once their days and the round is over, they're just gone. Uh, but it's going to allow me to have some flexibility on my team to let her daze and then field dressing her and still let her have an activation. Probably one with a lot of power. Exactly. It's a, it's a really useful card, and it's one that I think if you're taking She-Hulk or playing A-Force in general, you definitely would not be too upset to have that. Yeah, so, and there's definitely arguments for so many of these other boxes. Wasp Ant-Man, uh, Crystal Lockjaw are some really close uh, contention here. But Winter Soldier and Vision also just have uh, some great DPS, and I've already said I'm going kind of attrition-based, so... We're going to rock it the whole way there. Yeah, and you just can't quit those characters. Mm, no, I cannot. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, they had you at hello. Yeah, it's, it's like Avengers, but A-Force. <laughs> so, so Nate, all right, so what is your roster looking like? What is your 10 right now? Uh, cool, so for my 10, I have the previously mentioned She-Hulk. We have Vision Winter Soldier. We have Shuri Okoye. We have Captain Marvel and Black Widow. Uh, and then I've got three more characters to come out of the core set, correct? Yeah. Cool. Uh, so we're going to go Baron Zemo because re-rolls. Yeah. Uh, and specifically pairing him up next to a character like Winter Soldier. Any Anytime you can stack the beam or the war rapid fire attacks with re-rolls, do it. Have it fun. makes for a good have time. Have fun. Yes. Go, go have fun. Um I'm also going to go ahead and bring Captain America, Steve Rogers. Okay. Why is that? Uh, well, She-Hulk's an Avenger. Aha. Black Widow's an Avenger. Captain Marvel, an Avenger. Winter Soldier, basically an Avenger. Uh, Vision, Avenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is really going to be able to flex quite nicely either direction uh, and also will give me some nice choices if a lower threat total comes up uh, that way I'm not necessarily tied down to six threat She-Hulk. I like it. I like it. So you got one more. Uno Moss. Oh, I don't know. Any recommendations over there that uh, that stand out to you? So I think this is interesting because there's a lot of characters in the core box that I really like. And with having a six threat leader, you have to factor that in. But... If you're playing a possibility of having Avengers in there, I mean, core Peter's kind of grown on me a little bit. Adequate Peter. 
not so mm-hmm. amazing Peter. But like the spectacular Spider-Man as opposed to the amazing Spider-Man. No, I wouldn't even say he's spectacular. I was, I was about to say is spectacular better or worse than amazing though. I, I don't know if it's better or worse, but it's just it sounds too good of a word to <laughs> say. <laughs> but but really, like the thing about Core Peter that's nice, especially if you play him in A Force, is he gets the power to do the stuff that he wants to do, right? So he wants to be able to pull people with his web line. He wants to be able to taser web people and get that stun condition out there to really limit the power gain that your big hitters are going to be able to do if you play him in A Force, right? Mm-hmm. So. You can also have that bit of control with the impact webbing, right? If you play him with Steve Avengers... I'm going to stop you here. I'm fine with it. I'm good with it uh, because it gives the A-Force a a really nice look as a control list between Shuri's pushes, Spider-Man's pushes, uh, Captain Marvel's throw, She-Hulk's throw, a lot of options there. But is this this your way to throw web warriors into yet another list <laughs> i knew you were going to say that and there you are not quitting the winter soldier vision stuff here i am apparently not quitting the web warrior stuff no honestly this is not a reason for me to talk about the web warriors even though web warriors are the way the truth and the life but um it's just a reason to say like i think that core peter especially like even on on this podcast before i have poo-pooed core peter all right i can i'm all about uh, you know, it is what it is. But I I think he's still a little bit underrated and especially a little overshadowed by Amazing Spider-Man right now. And mm. when you factor in the control elements that he brings to a list like this, I, I think that he's worth it. Because again, if you're trying to keep that priority, stay tall, you know, play that kind of game with Shuri, I think Peter's interesting. Now, the addendum to that, like the hang on asterisks, like if you don't if you don't like the idea of core Peter, if you don't want to play with your Peter, why Iron Man? It's definitely Iron Man. Like it, it's it's one of the two for me. Yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll go Peter. Uh, he he can be a fun opt in. Probably won't actually ever. That's the thing. I, like yeah, because like you, you you have Vision, you have Captain Marvel, you have these characters that you you probably want over him. And that and that's my point. Like like I think yeah. that he's worthy if you just like in a vacuum. You know what I mean? In a vacuum, he's worthy. But is he? Yeah, and I've, I've had great success with him recently. Same. Just in Avengers, like turn one, being like, okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move up, we're gonna. Web line this guy. We're gonna web uh, web a pulse. bullet. Uh, now what's the the impact web webbing. shooters? Impact webbing. Yeah, get somebody else. And so like him alone was able to completely uh, defang a secure point turn one from two characters. Uh, and so he he brings that aspect uh, into the game with him. And he's a long mover. And he's a long mover. But none of that's necessarily, or that part of it at least, is not necessarily relevant to what I'm trying to accomplish. I guess. I and and that's that's the thing. Like I think he provides that control, but maybe it's too much overlap with Shuri. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of what Shuri is going to be trying to do anyway. I guess if uh, I don't know what matchup would be, just in case, we'll say Core Spidey because I've already like I'll, I'll probably take Winter Soldier over Iron Man. 
if that situation uh, arises and because they fill a similar damage-esque role mm-hmm. i guess you could it gives you an excuse to bring ricochet blasts but meh uh, we're trying to play a force more so anyway so yeah walking in Peter, in case we uh, we it. try to go specific control specific spider-man <laughs> yes that is what he is he is the specific spider-man exactly <laughs> okay so now we have to talk about tactics cards we do and this is uh a daunting part because i don't remember what all the tactic cards everybody comes with are all right so i've got your core box ready to go sweet and i think i can already tell you at least three of them that you're going to be taking uh, one of them's a disarm, you know that. I was about to say, one of them is an arm that a raccoon is running off with. Absolutely. Yes. And then the other one, I think, is patch up. It's either patch up or brace, and I'm not sure which one it's going to be. So, the reason why I don't think it's brace is because I don't think you need as much bracing. I don't know. I could be wrong. But yeah, it's one of, and that's the thing with brace. It, it brace is always like that. Man, if you're going up against like Magneto or Thor or something, brace is clutch. Clutch. I absolutely agree. But then sometimes it's kind of like, oh, the only throw you have in your list is like Wolverine, who, who throws himself. Right. Uh. Oh. oh okay. Uh. Yeah. That's a that's a waste of tactic. Um. So I feel like I like. I like Brace. I like Patch-Up. You know what? For the sake of She-Hulk, we're going to say Patch-Up. Uh, and that's why I would think you would bring Patch-Up. Is for the yeah. sake of She-Hulk. Who who certainly appreciates it. Absolutely. So so that's two of the core box ones. Disarm, yep. Patch-Up. Well, let's go ahead and uh, bring in a couple others from these other packs. Uh, you know what? Vision Winter Soldier, in addition to having field dressing, which is a must uh they have some other good ones psychic shielding device can PSD. be really good what psd yeah psd uh i don't think i'm gonna take it just because while it is a, a cool flex pick I, it's a very specific fl- i guess it also stops the web warriors pools doesn't it uh yeah i mean it does that's the thing like i think it's it, it's mostly looked at as a mystic you know, thing, but I think that it's more than just that, frankly. Yeah, well, we've got some room to work with anyway. But, uh, so we're going to go ahead and do the psychic shielding device and tactical analysis. Uh, out of activation movement, real good. Real good. I'm surprised you're also not considering till the end of the line. Uh, again, trying to stay more A-Force focused. Okay, and even fair. then, uh, the the tactic cards that require two characters specifically to be close to each other on the battlefield is harder to pull off than I would like. I gotcha. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So what about advanced R and D bringing that? Uh, we're going to go ahead and bring advanced R and D. I think, uh, between vision and Shuri, they're two of the best power banks in the game that can just store up on power and just not spend it quickly enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just being like, Oh, well I'm going to activate vision and, Suddenly, everybody on my team is a, a point richer in power is a, a worthy investment. Absolutely. I'm with How many does that put me to? Well, now I thought you were writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So we've got disarm, patch up, 
tactical analysis, field dressing, and PSD. advanced R&D, and PSD. That's six. That's six. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and do uh, stalwart determination. Mm-hmm. That's seven. Special delivery. That's eight. That's eight. Uh, so we've got a couple more that we can pull from the core box then. You don't like A-Force Assemble? Not particularly. <laughs> what, what does that one even do again? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so a, an A-Force character may spend three power to play this card. When an allied character is defending against an attack this round, add one die to the defense roll for each other allied A-Force character within range two of that character. You know what? If I had more open-ended roster selection and I could have had guaranteed more A-Force characters on the field, absolutely. Absolutely. Really good. Yep, I feel you. It was worth talking about. This is not this situation, yeah. Um, So I guess we bring Avengers Assemble just so that we have that flex. Mm Mm-hmm. And are you ready for some spice? All right, so this is your last card, right? This is the last card. All right, what's the spice? It's good. Mm, all right, what's the spice? Guess it. Guess it. Dude, all right, mm, hang on. It's going to be, follow me. Inspiring monologue. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, all right. So, Nate, the fact that you chose inspiring monologue is really interesting because for those of you that aren't familiar with this card, it's unaffiliated, it's active. Any allied character may spend three power to play this card. Now, here's the spicy part, which I'm surprised is... This is the reason why I'm surprised you taste this next line. Choose another allied character. Right, that's the spice. Mm -hmm. That character may re-roll any number of its defense dice this round. So, like, if you want She-Hulk to do the re-rolls, someone else has to pay this, and then She-Hulk gets to do her re-rolls. Not She-Hulk herself. Yep, but uh, the what's really nice here is, and could work for Captain America too, uh, it saves their power for bodyguard. Mm. So this could be a situation, again, we've got a couple of great power banks with Shuri and Vision, uh, but even just anybody that's nearby who's getting beat up on, and it's like, cool, I need She-Hulk to take these next couple of hits. Hey, She-Hulk, uh, let, let's make sure you're going to stay healthy as well. Yeah, I, I kind of like that, and I do like that this is a card from the core set that you don't see very often, but it's got a pretty powerful effect. Reroll any on defense is really nice. Yep, just basically become a web warrior for a turn. Hey, hey, yeah, they're super good. Super good, check them out, just saying. <laughs> I mean, uh, follow, follow Me would have been a cool one. Again, we definitely probably have the power generation to... To justify it. That was my thought. Yep. And again, if we're also playing a team that wants to try to keep Pryo, there's uh, some validity there as well. Uh, but there's also the, just those characters that, like She-Hulk, has ways to spin through her power. Captain Marvel isn't going to have enough to play it. Right. So it'd be kind of a, a weird play to be like, oh yeah, Shuri, you hand it off to somebody. Where really, if you're looking for those double activations, you're looking to have characters go who are going to be dazing and KOing. Uh, and really the only character that's probably playing it is Vision. Right. Yeah, I could see that. So, so. last thing is crises. And unfortunately, none of the boxes you chose have a crisis with them. 
Yep, that that is a downside. So it's a, a very straightforward. The the core sets seventeens. Yep, and that's fine. I think I think that's fine. I think your seventeen is still pretty potent. I think if you get scrolls, you will have a massive smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Because scrolls is one where there's three tokens in the middle of the board, and you have to roll a die, and it just one die. Just one. And just to, and on a crit you get to pick up the token and the other two go away. Mm-hmm. So very low odds. I've seen that done on the first roll of the game. Somebody gets it. I've seen it on just sit there the whole game. Yep. Turn four, people are still rolling and it's yep. just not happening. Yep. It's just not happening. So I think that's definitely where you want to live your life is on the scroll life. Yep. But if there was any control over it, that'd be great. But there's not anymore. So, uh, and yeah, there's uh, there's some good diversity in what this uh, this team can do at 17, because uh, you can do She-Hulk, Captain Marvel, Black Widow, Okoye, and then have room be like, hey, here's Shuri or Zemo or fill in the blank. Uh, so some nice versatility uh, to be able to go five wide pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if Again, lower threat pops up. You can swap into Avengers and still see some pretty easy success, I think, with despite the lower number. Uh, and if you go higher, uh, just uh, allows to unlock characters like Vision and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, Nate, I really like this list. I think it sounds like a lot of fun. And I think it's one that, you know, off the cuff right here, giving it, you know, the hot take thoughts, you know, it could be a lot of fun. And I think it's one that if I saw that across the table, I definitely would, uh, you know, be shaking in my booties a little bit. Yeah, it's not like, let's say 17 Infinity Formula. Uh, It's like, cool, here is She-Hulk and Captain Marvel on one flank and Vision and Shuri on the other. Yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah, that feels fun. Yeah, it does. And I'm, I'm happy. I'd be happy with that. So, yeah, and uh, Suits out there, if you're listening and you try this list out, make sure to at Nate on Discord or on the, the YouTubes or the Facebooks just to, you know, tell them how it went. And I want to know, don't, too. Don't don't try this list. Don't do it. No, totally go, try it. You go, totally it. Go make your own. Have fun. Also do that. Yeah, make your own. Have fun. So next thing, we have a couple of show questions here that I want to finish off the show with. First up, we have a question from Rylan, as mentioned earlier. Should cards that have alternate art from, say, the Dormammu event be allowed to be taken outside of the three boxes? Absolutely. If it's the exact same card but it's got alternate art, whatever art you like, play that art. You know what I mean? Yes. I I, I read the question differently than you, though, and I thought it was more of like a, hey, can I bring uh, demons downtown even though I didn't bring Ghost Rider? Uh, yeah, see, in that instance, I would say no. Yeah, I, I would agree with uh, you there. I think uh, the the big thing with the three-box challenge uh, is creating a level playing field. It, it is creating the, the draft or sealed environment of the trading card games right? Uh, where it, everybody has kind of the, the same level of options. Right. And I want to go ahead and, and say this real quick, is that what he's talking about here, the Dormammu event, it is the specific organized play kit 
that AMG released, not the actual Dormammu box. Mm-hmm. It has yeah, the, the alternate you, demons in it. You have the dread domain of Dormammu. Yeah. So so that's that's what he's referencing here because if if Dormammu came with demons downtown again, it was just a different version of it, then absolutely if you bring Dormammu, you play demons. It's fine. But this is specifically referencing something that you get as an alternate art for a card that comes in a different box that we're not talking about something like Recalibration Matrix where Recalibration Matrix comes with MODOK and with Domino. And if you take either of those, then you could have access to Recalibration Matrix. In any form of its art, you could also use the Iron Man art. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there you so go. Many so uh, many options. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's fair. I will also say, because it's all about the, the leveling, the playing field, I think if, as long as everybody gets access to additional cards, I think it's okay. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. Next up, we have Shadow Marvel. <laughs> this is a great question. When is Will going to get a mic that delivers the same sexy bass tones as Nate? Um, I already have that mic, and I just need to, I guess, get my vocal cords loosened up so I can have those sexy bass tones like Nate. I don't know if that's I, even a possibility. I don't even know I, that's I how it works. I don't even know how to respond to all this. Just take it, Nate. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it and smile because <laughs> that's all I'm doing at the moment. It's, I mean, there's, you know, it's just the love, man. It's the love. It's the love. Is that it? Did that work? The, the, the love. See, the, uh, yeah, there you go. All right. Yep. What's uh what's a Barry White, you know? Hey baby. Hey, hey baby. <laughs> Jara says, uh, going off of Merzane's question about the problems with a single character box in the three box thing, how do you feel about bringing models like Thanos or Dormammu in a three box challenge? These models can have an outsized impact on the game compared to other potential choices i love this question i just i really right off the rip have to say that because those two models in particular are big they're they're big models not just physical presence but also board presence and Mm -hmm. i think a thanos enhances any team he's brought on by giving them death's decree dice extra dice on their attacks and stuff like that but you're still in this format, you're limited in that you're now committed to bringing that character. And with Dormammu specifically, you bring Dormammu and now you're locked in to playing Dark Dimension when you have Dormammu on the tabletop. So I think that, again, for formatically, is that a word? It is sure. today. Formatically, <laughs> it, it I think it's balanced. But... If I'm going to bring, let's say I want to play a Dormammu's Web Warriors, which is kind of a somewhat popular way to play that right now, then I bring Dormammu, Miles and Gwen, and Venom? Probably Venom. You know? That way you have Peter Parker, Gwen, Venom. Right. And And then I've got Peter Parker in the core set. And so, you know, but I don't, I don't think that that like is the spicy spice. You know what I mean? Yeah, because then you don't have, like, if you look at the, the typical league and that's forcing you at 17, like, what what are you doing at 17? Right. I mean, I guess I'm doing Dormammu, Gwen, and Miles, so that gives me 14. 
14. So then you get another three. And then I'm Iron Man or Zemo. Like, uh-huh. it's, it's okay, I guess. And, and I don't have anything wrong with that. Like, I'm not, you know, it's. Yeah, on the other side, you're like, okay, here's Venom, Gwen, Dormammu, Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, not bad, per se. I think that sounds not, interesting. Yeah, not not bad, and there there's so many ways to to build it, but they aren't necessarily teams that can be abused. Right, whereas when, not that I think that you can still abuse it too much anyways now, but if I had just full reign to take whatever I wanted, well, then I can purpose build around Dormammu or around Thanos, whereas I'm still limited in in the options that I can bring to get the most out of those characters because Dormammu specifically is a character that that has to be doing a lot and when you're playing in a format like this if someone brings something like a Sam Spam which if you're curious what that is it's basically just a ton of Avengers low cost threat Avengers on the table using Sam Wilson's leadership and it's if you bring something like that against a Dormammu from a three box thing, I think that the Sam has a big advantage there because you'll have a sub optimized version of Dormammu, but a pretty optimized version of Sam. Yep. So uh, similar with Thanos, uh, and and part of the investment, like yes, just sheer investment of threat, you're getting the most bang for your buck out of Dormammu and Thanos. Exactly. But when it comes to putting them on the table, Thanos is probably minimum seven or eight threat. Dormammu is minimum eight threat. Like that is that is half your roster. Yeah. That you're you're dedicating to this and you're not able to build necessarily the crisis cards around these characters that they're going to want to try to take. You can't bring Gamma mm-hmm. and run an optimized Dormammu or Black Order list. Yeah. So I think that's exactly it right there is they do have an outsized impact sometimes, but on an individual basis that can't be mitigated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then we got BF Trick or Pat, as I like to call him. Question. We have up to a dozen people who play MCP at our local store. Where do we find the newbies? <laughs> I'm happy to play three box format. Do we need to put up signs? Absolutely, you put up signs. And I guess you just take to the internet. Just just get on the internet and, and internet things. Uh, first of all, congratulations on having a, a area where you have a dozen people semi-regularly at least showing up to play to the point where you can say that you have a dozen people who play MCP. That's absolutely fantastic community. Uh, so great. Uh, and yeah, absolutely, do, do signs because... Usually there's like, what, one night a week, maybe two, where people are out playing uh, a certain game a week, whether that's Marvel Mm -hmm. or whatever your game of choices is. Uh, Those other six days, people are coming in and probably browsing like, oh, yeah, I play Warhammer. Oh, I'm going to paint some stuff. This Marvel game looks cool, but like I have no idea if anybody's playing it. Yeah. So having having some signage, having uh, the store owners, managers whoever it may be, uh, able to be like, oh yeah, like we've got X number of people coming out every single week to play this game. Uh, that's going to be able to, to drive some interest. So even if it's just saying like, Hey guys, if, if you can, can I put a sign up 
in the Marvel Crisis Protocol section that says if you want a demo, uh, come X day of the week and there will be people there that can demo it for you. Love it. Absolutely love it. That's the way to handle it. And look, if you're new to the MCP community and, and you're looking to find a crew, you know, hop on Facebook. There's the Marvel Crisis Protocol group uh, over there. Make a post in there. I'm sure you'll find like-minded people. Head on over to Discord. There's a Marvel Crisis Protocol fan server. There's a, the TTS server for, for that. There's multiple other things uh, over there, resources to help you connect with people that are like-minded. So definitely go and check that stuff out. And if this is your first time listening to House Party Protocol, I hope you have enjoyed it. And yes, we're a little long-winded. We are an hour-long podcast that literally takes more than an hour every time. And I try, I try, I'm sorry, but it's just, look, we have a good time. We have a good time, and I want to say I appreciate you. And uh, Nate, what's you, what do you got for everybody? Uh, so many things. Lot, lots of uh, pokers in the fire at the moment. Uh, lots of cool things to come this year. I'm really excited. Uh, but right now you can find me over on the Gamer Guild YouTube channel. I am going to be start to make videos again after taking a month off, uh, which was great. Uh, but going to kick off with a Juggernaut uh, review video since I haven't got to talk about Juggernaut and Colossus and Gambit and all these uh, characters. I'm, I'm excited to start diving into them along with a couple other uh, side projects that are uh, about to be able to go live as well. Love it. Can't wait for that, Nate. Can't wait. And I'm excited to see you grow in the new year, and I'm excited to see House Party Protocol grow. I'm excited to see Marvel Crisis Protocol grow. More than anything, is I want to say I love this community. I love the suits. If you're not uh, part of our Patreon, you know, consider checking that out. But you don't have to be. I still love you, and I still appreciate you. And you know, this is one of the best communities I've ever been a part of in gaming, and it uh, it's it's just wonderful. And to everyone out there that gives me their time, you know, time is valuable. And I hope that I never waste your time. And remember that this show is yours as the suits, as the listeners. This show is yours. You guys let me know what you want to hear, what you want to talk about, what you want more of, what you want less of. And I'm here for you. You know, I, I just, I love doing this. I love hanging out with my friends and talking crisis protocol because I love this stuff so much. So I'm going to ring in the new year with that message. And uh, you can check us out on Facebook, House Party Protocol over there. Make sure to like us over there so you get all of our little Facebook updates. And, uh, you know, make sure you grab all that stuff. You can send us emails, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. Like I said earlier, if you're interested, check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol, dollar a month. And you get to come and hang out in seriously the chillest community I've ever seen on the internet. I love it. Like, it's great discussions every day. You know, we talk about roster stuff. We talk about tactics. We talk about life. Congratulations. Uh, the gentleman that's uh, just found out he's going to be a dad. I'm not going to give out anybody's personal business, but just congratulations. That's just wonderful. And, you know, it's the kind of just we're a community. We're a family in a, in a sense. And I, I love it. So check that out if you're interested. And make sure to give love to my friend Nate here, the Gamers Guild on YouTube. Link in the description of this podcast. And then finally, the last thing I'm going to ask of you listening, if you have an opportunity, if your platform allows you to leave a review, please do that for us. It helps us get out there to other people that want Crisis Protocol content. 
And, uh, you know, like, if you think that we're only worth two stars, that's awesome. But Nate's voice alone at least gives us those three extra stars. Uh, it's It's got to. Right, Nate? Oh, I'm just shaking my head. I'm I'm still... Yes, absolutely. That's what I... Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so... So, yeah, you know, just look, I, I would really appreciate a five-star review over there and then um, hitting the subscribe button if that's something that you like, if you like what we do here. So really helps us out, helps us get the algorithms, algorithming and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. And with that, party on, Nate. Party on, Will. And power down suits. 20,000 downloads in a movie.